Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You are listening to the Hiking Radio Network, where we talk the walk with shows by hikers about hikers for everybody. Welcome to the Trail Dames Podcast, where we speak with women who love to dance upon this earth. Hey, everybody, I'm Anna. My friends all call me Mudbud, and this is actually a Lanyap episode of the Trail Dames Podcast. These are short little episodes that actually hopefully educate you a little bit, tell you a few interesting things. And today we're actually going to jump in and talk about all those weird, cool terms you hear when you listen to hikers talk. If you felt a little lost the last time you were visiting a big Facebook page or reading a through hikers journal, this is going to help clear it all up for you. I'm so glad you're here at the Trail Dames Podcast. Again, my name is Anna, and we're so glad that you have found us here at the Trail Dames Podcast. So if you're a really experienced long-distance hiker, if you've got 2,000 miles under your belt, today's show probably isn't something you're going to find particularly eye-opening or educational. But if you're pretty new to the hiking world, you may have noticed on social media, in the books you're reading, in the magazine articles, that there's a whole language to hiking, terms and and a lexicon that aren't part of our everyday use. Today, I want to explain some of those to you. Some of them are fun, some of them are a little insulting, and some of them you definitely want to know before you head out on the trail. So let's jump in and let's talk about some of the more fun words you're going to come in contact with when you start hiking and backpacking. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is blazes. And blazes are something that come up a lot. So the blaze technically is usually a painted mark on a tree, on a fence post. I've seen them on electrical poles. And it's a rectangle. On the Appalachian Trail, it's white. And so those white blazes tell you that you're on the Appalachian Trail everywhere from Georgia to Maine. But different hikes all over the country use different colors. In fact, if you're going out on a hike, the first thing you really usually want to know is what is the trail marker? 
Do they use blazes? If they use blazes, what shape are they and what color are they? I've been on trails that used green circles, red rectangles, you name it. So now that you know what a blaze is, I do want to give you a little extra just hint, just so you know. When you're hiking on that trail, that blaze, of course, tells you you're on the trail. If you see a double blaze, it means heads up, pay attention. It means your trail's getting ready to usually take a turn. Something's going to happen, though, and so you want to be paying attention. The interesting thing is, in the hiking world, we've taken that word, and we've created a whole bunch of descriptions that go along with it that don't necessarily have anything to do with the actual trail marking itself. So one of the things you'll find on a lot of trails is that they'll have a trail marker in whatever color it may be. Of course, I talk a lot about the AT because it's where I live and it's what I love. That's a white blaze. But a lot of trails will have blue blazes. And a blue blaze typically means it's a side trail. It could be a side trail to a water source. It could be a side trail to a beautiful waterfall. It could be a side trail to a shelter. It doesn't really matter. It kind of normally just means this is going off in this direction. Now, this is kind of interesting. And I could do an entire show just on blazes. I probably should have. That would have been good planning, but I didn't. <laughs> so instead, I'm just going to tell you, if you're on the Appalachian Trail and someone says to you, oh, I'm a white blazer, that means they're a purist. That means they're really paying attention and, and staying on those white blazes. They may step off on a blue blaze, but they're coming back to where they were because it's important to them to maintain the integrity of that white blazed trail. So purists on any trail, Continental Divide, Pinoti, it doesn't matter, John Muir, purists, that's what that's about, is staying on that trail and covering every foot of it. If someone calls you a blue blazer, though, well, depending on who they are, it could be an insult, it could be a compliment. I consider it a huge compliment because I'm a big blue blazer. A blue blazer in general is a person who happily takes those side trails. We believe that a road diverged in the woods and we're going to take the one a little less traveled. Who knows what's to see down there? Blue blazing can also mean actually kind of getting off the trail. When I was hiking the Appalachian Trail, we came upon a train stop. The trail actually crossed a train. There was a bench and a schedule and you could get on the train. It would come along and if it saw you, it would stop and you could go into New York City. Well, that was the ultimate blue blaze. We were leaving the trail to go off on a little bit of an adventure. And then later we came back to continue hiking. So blue blazing, that's what that means. It could mean you're going to get some water, but it could also mean you're going for an adventure. Pink blazing. So pink blazing is one that is kind of interesting. Usually a pink blazer just means that a guy is following a girl up the trail. And you will hear this on long distance trails. Long distance trails where guys are like doing their thing, they're headed for Maine or for Canada. And all of a sudden here comes a pretty girl. And so it kind of changes their plans. They slow down, they go into town, they do whatever they need to do to follow the girl. That's pink blazing. So along those same lines, though, I learned a new one today because I didn't even know this one existed. Banana blazing. Banana blazing is actually just the same thing, but for girls, if you're following a guy, you know, you have your plan that you've all set out, but here comes a handsome hunka hunka and you're like, I'm going to follow him for a little while. That's banana blazing. 
A yellow blazer, now a yellow blazer, this is kind of interesting. A yellow blazer is someone who hitchhikes. And the name came from, if you think about following those yellow lines down the middle of the road. So if somebody rolls their eyes and says, oh, so-and-so is yellow blazing, they don't normally mean it in a really complimentary fashion because usually it means you're skipping sections of the trail. Sometimes you got to do that. If you got to go home for somebody's graduation, you might have to do a little yellow blazing. Aqua blazing, one of my favorites. Aqua blazing means you're actually going to take a water source rather than the trail. When I was hiking on the Appalachian Trail, we had the opportunity to take a three-day canoe ride on the Shenandoah River that kind of paralleled the Appalachian Trail. I already told you I'm a blue blazer, so I had absolutely no problem going, absolutely, let's go do this. Let's aqua blaze. So as far as I was concerned, we were following the trail corridor. So if somebody tells you they're aqua blazing, they're taking water. Now that's most of the blazing stuff. So let's talk about some of the other terms that you might come upon um, when it comes to food and medication and all that kind of stuff. Camel up. Have you ever heard anyone say, oh gosh, I got a camel up. There's a long dry section ahead. Camel up means drink as much water as you possibly can at this particular water source. Fill up because maybe you have a long way to go before you hit the next water source. Vitamin I. If somebody tells you that they're loading up on vitamin I, that's ibuprofen. For those of us on long distance trails, no, it is not good for our liver at all. But a lot of times we took a lot of vitamin I. I can tell you it actually got me through my Appalachian Trail hike attempt. GORP. You probably know what GORP is, but GORP is actually what we call any kind of trail mix. It actually stands for good old raisins and peanuts. Now, I've seen very few people that just have raisins and peanuts. Of course, we want to put the M&Ms in. But if someone says, oh, I'm out of GORP, or if, <laughs> more importantly, if someone says, oh, the only thing left in my food bag is GORP, that's what they're talking about. So what happens if you bonk? So we've talked about this in past podcast episodes. Bonk is kind of a first aid kind of a term. Bonk is what happens when your body runs out of energy. We used to hear it a lot with runners, marathoners, half marathoners, but it happens a lot in long distance backpacking or hiking in general. You're going along and all of a sudden you just feel like you hit a wall. You feel so exhausted. You literally can't pick up your feet. You have bonked. And often you'll feel on the edge of tears and you want to burst out crying and you'll be very pissy. The best thing you could do is stop, eat something. Once you eat something, you'll be fine. You'll be over your bonk. So you've been on social media and people are talking about this trail they took and they say, oh gosh, it was full of PUDS. P-U-D-S, PUDS. That stands for pointless ups and downs. So now I also, not to be confused with a friend that I hiked on the AT with back in 2003, her name was Pushing Up Daisy and she hated that they shared the same initials. For our practical purposes, for this discussion, P-U-D-S, PUD, stands for pointless ups and downs. And it means where the trail is just going up and down hills seemingly for no reason whatsoever. You're not climbing to the top of the mountain to see a beautiful view. You're not going down to the bottom to get to your car and go eat a hamburger. Pointless ups and downs. Now, for those of us that are hiker hikers, regular hikers, get to go out on the weekend, wish we could hike more, there's probably not really any such thing as pointless ups and downs because we enjoy the experience. But if you're in the middle of a 2,200-mile hike, yeah, some days they can feel pretty pointless. 
while we're talking about those letters, F-U-D, a FUD, <laughs> you will hear often women talk about their F-U-D. That stands for female urinary device. And I call them plastic penises. The idea is you can buy all these different kinds and they help you to be able to pee standing up. And for my friends that have managed to buy them, practice with them, and really perfect them, they're fantastic. They love them. You notice I said, my friends, I was not one of those people. I was not able to ever make one work. But if you're going to be out for a long time, if you don't like the squat, consider looking at a FUD. Now, you may have often heard hikers talk about directions. They'll talk about flip-flops and no-bo and so-bo. A flip-flop is somebody who goes up part of the trail. Then they jump ahead, yellow blazing, if you will. They take a bus, take a plane, whatever, to the top end, and then they come south back down to their middle section. That's a flip-flop. In fact, a lot of Appalachian Trail people do it to avoid the crowds. This year, because of the coronavirus, there's more flip-floppers than ever. A no-bo, that's just short for northbound. And you could be no-bo on the Appalachian Trail. You could be no-bo on the Continental Divide Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail. If you're headed north, you're a no-bo. If you're headed south, you're a sobo, S-O-B-O. When you're out there on that backpacking trip, what does it mean when people say, woo, hiker midnight, it's time for bed? Hiker midnight basically is when the sun goes down. And it's a little pitiful because, you know, backpackers, we're fun people. We like to party. We like to talk. We like to visit. But that sun goes down and we like to be in our tents. So hiker midnight, it may only be 730, but often you will find us curled up in our tent. Speaking of hiking in general, you will see the initials H-Y-O-H a lot. That stands for hike your own hike. And I will say, I do think that's kind of one of the most important terms of them all because it's about respect. So if you're a blue blazer and someone comes along that's a purist, you have to remember they're hiking their own hike. You're hiking your own hike. If somebody comes along and they're pink blazing, you may want to roll your eyes and go, oh, that's so silly. They're hiking their own hike and you are hiking your own hike. H-Y-O-H. And another, in fact, the last of our actual initials, Lash. This one you see a lot on social media, on these big giant Facebook groups of hikers and backpackers. They'll talk about being a lasher, L-A-S-H, and that stands for long ass section hike. And what that means is it's going to be a big old hike. I don't think there's a particular mileage that's kind of ascribed to being a lash. You don't have to do 100 miles or 500 miles, but it's normally you're going out for an extended period of time. You're doing a big giant section and it's differentiated from a through hiker because the through hikers are really attempting to go beginning to end in some forward backwards flip floppy kind of fashion a lasher they're just doing a big old section speaking of which i will actually throw this in also a yo-yo hike or a yo-yoer that's someone that goes beginning to end on their through hike and then turns around and heads back the other way Whew, more power to them so what's a Nero? Nero, contrary to popular belief, is not the last name of a 70s singer. A Nero is a near zero day. So if someone tells you they're taking a zero day, it means they're hiking zero miles that day. Maybe they're staying in town, staying at the hostel, wherever they're staying. A Nero is almost as good. It's like you have two miles. You wake up in the morning, you have like two miles to hike to the road before you go in town and enjoy the rest of your day. 
in the hotel and do your laundry and all that good stuff. And Nero. Uh, section hiker is kind of like a lasher, but um, a section hiker often has this idea that they're going to do an entire trail, but it break it up into sections. They can take two years, 10 years, 20 years. If section hiking is something that calls to you, I want to invite you, a quick commercial, to go listen to Jester's Section Hiking Podcast. It's really awesome. There's an entire world of people out there that are section hikers. What does it mean when you slack pack? So slack packing, <laughs> one of my favorite things. So normally it would mean you're on a backpacking trip. And you get somewhere and they give you the opportunity to leave your big giant heavy backpack and hike without it. And maybe someone's going to meet you at the end of 10 miles or 15 miles and pick you up and bring you back to your backpack. It means being able to pack with just the bare minimum, a little bit of snacks and some water and some first aid. Slack pack. For a long distance backpacker, a lot of times that's a really, really awesome way to spend the day. Sometimes when you hear long distance backpackers talk, they'll talk about yogiing. So yogi, I want you to remember back to um, Yogi the Bear, the cartoon. Yogiing is not something I'm into. I think it's it's not my thing. But for some people, they get a lot of joy out of it, and it means kind of hanging around picnic areas, state park picnic tables, pavilions when you're walking through. You want to look a little sad. You want to look a little pathetic in hopes that people will give you free food. I've known some young men who are very good at this. It's amazing. So if somebody says, I'm going to go try and yogi some lunch from those people over there, that's what they mean. They're going to get out their doe eyes and try and get a free hot dog. If you stealth camp, it means that you're hiding in the woods. It means you're not at the shelter. You're not at the campground. You're not at an official campsite. You are stealth camping out in the woods somewhere where nobody can see you. And cowboy camping, that's just sleeping out under the stars. That's not a term I actually hear a lot out on the trail, but I've heard it in movies and stuff like that. So I have found I love the idea of cowboy camping. But for some reason, I have like this universal sign on me that if I sleep out under the stars at 2 a.m., it starts to rain. So I don't get to cowboy camp very often. All right, so the last one I'm going to share with you, because now you've learned about blazing and lashing and FUDs and PUDSs and yogiing. The last one I have to tell you, I literally just learned this morning. And it's kind of cool because we all know this exists and I fight very hard not to be this person. But it's called a cob knocker. A cob knocker is the person that's the first up in the morning, the first to hit the trail. And it means that they spend the next however many hours eating all the spider webs. If you've ever gotten up early and been that person to hit the trail, you know that in the middle of the night, those spiders, those little tiny spiders, they swing across the trail and you will end up, <coughs> you know, just pulling them off your face. I don't like to be that person. So I tend to get a later start in the morning. Um, my friend Pirate always loved being the cob knopper. Yeah, well, actually, that's not true. He liked being the second person. He would sit around and wait for the first person to leave and he'd go up, oh, trails open. Because the cob knocker has been on their way and is taking care of all those spider webs. So I hope that helped. I actually, in the show notes, put a couple of websites I found with some really great lists of lingo. One of them's fantastic. It's like this huge dictionary. So if you come across something in on a Facebook group, in a book, and you don't know what it means, you can go look there. You can also shoot it to me in an email at info at traildames.com because maybe we'll do another one of these down the road and we'll add some more lingo that I didn't put in this one. 
I hope that helped you learn some. And now I hope you have, can trail talk with the best of them. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Anna. My friends all call me Mudbutt. And you've been listening to a Lanyap episode of the Trail Dames podcast. So I do hope that helped you guys learn something. I know that when I very first started hiking, I always felt a little lost and I didn't necessarily want to ask people about the definitions because I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was talking about. So I hope that kind of made you feel a little bit more confident. Now it's time for everybody to get out there and go hike. We hope to see you at our next episode of the Trail Dame Podcast.